Welcome to the Nonprofit Renaissance. Our goal for this podcast is simple to ignite a renaissance within nonprofits, empowering them to go further and grow faster. We're your host. I'm Colin. And I'm H. And we've been leading and resourcing nonprofits for the last two and a half decades, and we feel like we are just getting started. So thank you for joining us, uh, and we want to go further and grow faster. That's right. Did two and a half decades. That sounds like we're old. I, yeah. We I, are old, right? I feel it. I Is that why it. we're not doing video? Probably. For, for this? Okay. Yeah. Or the makeup didn't, we didn't Our makeup, yeah, they didn't, they didn't come today. That's right. But listen, we're excited. Our guest today, he's a tireless creative collaborator, leader, CEO. He's a friend and someone who will stop at nothing to get results. Fair? Fair. Very fair. Very fair. We can unpack that in just a second. But, you know, it was his way of thinking and pairing strategy and creativity that really first drew me to collaborate with him besides the good looks and the, you know, the good taste. That's just a plus. Just a plus, That's right? Just a plus. Not that he tastes good. He has good taste, right? Just got to get that that, right. is, that was a good clarification. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast founder, principal at Verse Creative, Mr. Justin Price. What's up, guys? Thanks for bringing me in. How you doing? Absolutely. What a pleasure to be on the podcast. Yeah. How are first. you today? I'm doing great. Yeah. It's a good day. Sunny Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Feeling that, the heat. If there's one way to describe today, yes. it would be sunny. sunny. And by Tampa, sunny, Florida. we mean rainy, rainy sunny, sunny, Torrential rainy. downpour. That's Florida. Yeah. Yes. Of sunshine. But uh, I take it in. Are you born in Florida? I was born in the great state of Florida, yeah. But look, Floridian. Same. Born in Florida? Fifth ge- hey, fifth generation, though. There's not many fifth generation Floridians. Wow. I don't yeah. know if I'm fifth, but I know I'm at least third. So. Yeah. Wow. So just basically fifth. I didn't know Florida was around back then. So yeah. that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Hey, what we love to do at the podcast, <laughs> I Justin. Know it was around. I didn't know it was around. Five generations ago, I thought. Partially underwater, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There were some scuba divers <laughs> who found this peninsula. Swamp. Swamp City. We like to get to know our guests right away. And this is kind of, I don't know if you've ever done speed dating. Have you ever done speed dating? No, I'm not a, not a dater. Um, okay, that's good. Yeah. What are you? Well... <laughs> I, feel like, and, I feel like that's for a different podcast <laughs> But that's how we're going to get to know Justin right okay, now let's do it Because our mission is to, you know Go, f- yeah, go further Yeah, go further and, and grow, grow faster. faster We know yeah. our mission We start right there We're going to do speed around right away I'm going to name two things that are related okay. And without thinking, just let us know And we're going to get to know you Ready? Yeah. Here we All go right, Here we go. Disney or Universal? Disney Mac or PC? Mac Sunrise or Sunset? Sunset Britney or Christina? They always gets them. Like, <sighs> Genie in a bottle, huh? Come on. Or oops, you did it again. Oh, Three, two. Christina. Christina. Right. Good choice. In sync or Backstreet Boys? In sync. Justin Timberlake. Oh, for sure. I'm with you there. See? Like you're ready. Nike or Adidas? Tough one. Gotta go. Gotta go. Three. Gotta go. Shoe design Nike. Ooh, yeah. controversial choice, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. We'll have a whole episode about that coming up. Xbox. I mean, Hatfield, come on. Oh, I know, I know. Okay. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Truck or convertible? Truck. Convertible truck? No. <laughs> yeah. We need those. Blue or red? Blue. Uh, who'd you vote for? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Chicken or steak? Trick <laughs> <laughs> uh, question. Steak. Sunny side up or scrambled? Sunny. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Email or text? Text. Uber or Lyft? Uber. Paper or plastic? 
paper. Oh. All right, Colin, <laughs> take it away. One check or separate checks? Oh, one. Always one check. All right. NFL, yeah. NBA? NFL. Inside or outside? Outside every day. Man, growing up in Florida, and, you, and that's still the answer. That's, that's why wild. I try to get out during the months of June to September. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, ooh. yeah. That's a this is a plug for Verse Creative. Anybody any clients, you'll get a discount if you are if you're based outside of Florida in the northern area. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and I will come at a discount uh, and visit in, in the, the summer. summer. Yeah. But in the winter, you're welcome to join us in sunny South our, Florida. Our our Canadian client is by far my favorite client in <laughs> August, especially. I love it. Only in those times. McDonald's <laughs> Not as much in February. McDonald's or Burger King? Uh Neither. Wow. That's not the rules, but that's okay. That Early morning or late night? Early morning. Drama or rom-com? Rom-com. On a dramedy? <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mm, Ford or Chevy? <sighs> Ford. Canon, Nikon? Of course. Of course, Ford. Ford. Why, uh, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Why did you have to... Why, why the... That's a... <clears throat> I feel like that's a pretty easy one for me. If you're Ford. struggling, come on, Chevy. No, no. GM, GM's a great company as well. Yes, they are. I can make a lot of good arguments for GM. Man, but at the end of the day, but I mean, if you just niching me down to Ford or Chevy, think I'd of that Shelby. Ford. Man. Think of that. Well, and I say that that Shelby is what not pushes Ford? them over the edge. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did right. It did. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Canon or Nikon? Oh man, that's like Canon all day. I agree. Credit or cash? Yeah, I mean, credit's good. Cash is difficult. Also, also good. Fender or Gibson? Hmm. Hmm. I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Got to Come on. Give That's it a, a really tough that's one. That's a tough one. That is a super tough one, one. You're taking one guitar to Mars. That's it. There's no way. That's one it. One guitar to Mars. I mean. What is it? Okay, here's the thing. Oh, this is going to be this is deep cut here on the guitar side, but it would it'd be based on the day, but I could say give me like a P90 or a single coil Les Paul special 1960s and that guitar can do a lot. It can cover a lot of ground. Two two pickups. Give me a Strat or a Tele, a Strat and that can cover a lot of ground with three pickups. So I'm going to give Fender mm. their dues. Mm. Um, but, man, Gibson's a great company. Let's and go. if we're talking semi-hollow, let's go. it's going to be For our non-musician listeners, uh, we'll put some notes in the show notes um, to kind of translate <laughs> yeah. all of what that yeah. was. That's like, that's like asking me a very, very personal <laughs> question about my daughters. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we are really, Gibson or Fender. We are really threading the needle here on, on some of these high-ticket uh, brands. You know, <laughs> we're, we're leaving the door open for yes. sure. Yeah. Let's do three more. Let's just do three let's more go. and call it. Takeout or dining out? Oh, takeout. Yeah, takeout or dine out? Dine in. Dine in? Dine in. Dine in, yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading my lines, so. Take out or dine in? Dine in. Cardio or weights? Oh, neither. And I, <laughs> <laughs> He's an Orange Theory guy. None. I think I know the answer to this one. This is our last one. Just cryos. <laughs> <laughs> Sandals or shoes? Oh. What's the occasion? Ooh. The occasion is life. 
Yeah, I mean, I think sandals will take yeah. you everywhere you need to go. Knew it. Knew Spoken it. like a fifth generation Floridian. Yeah, yeah. Right there. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Yes, sir. I am wearing sandals as we do there this podcast. Yep, right there now. it is. But I like shoes a lot, and they're good. <laughs> I'm not anti-shoe. Hot take right here. <laughs> yeah, but it's summertime in Florida. Sandals, sandals all year get long. Done. Sandals get it done. All year long, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm a sandals guy, and one time I was on stage performing, and somebody criticized me for wearing sandals. Yeah. And it kind of kind of wrecked me, and I never did it again. I've never been criticized, but um, I do have a rule of no sandals on stage. Uh, and I typically would never wear sandals to a meeting. The only reason I'm wearing sandals in this setting is because you dressing up for the occasion. Because I'm this is at my office. There we go. <laughs> this podcast is powered by Verse Creative. Verse is an award-winning full-service creative agency and production studio trusted by global brands and organizations. Verse specializes in nonprofit organizations who are serious about their mission and maximizing their resources. Find out how Verse can serve your organization today at versecreative.com. Let's talk a little nonprofit <laughs> manifest or yeah, Renaissance manifest. Yeah, listen, so we set a foundation, some valleys, and that would help guide our conversations, our interviews, and talking to leaders who've been serving, resourcing in nonprofits and leading you know, nonprofits of all sizes. So basically, you know, what's a Renaissance without either some good art or a manifesto? Which do you know what a manifesto means, Colin? I oh, sure do. What is it? It's manifesto is, do we have a thing here? <laughs> <laughs> you, really, you really threw that. It's a declaration of a movement. Of like, these are our core <laughs> values. These are the things. Yeah, it's a declaration and really helping Thanks us set a foundation for that. And, um, and some pillars that will help guide our conversation. So, you know, for us, we wanted to kind of set the tone in this episode and talk and lean into Justin's experience in the nonprofits he's led the nonprofits you've served and, you know, from your point of view, your perspective in and out. So we're going to kind of cover them today, go through the five pillars and have some conversation about leading nonprofits. Let's do it. Let's start with the first one. First pillar is championing impact-driven organizations. We believe in highlighting and celebrating nonprofits that are dedicated to making a meaningful difference in the world. So our podcast aims to showcase organizations that are achieving tangible, positive outcomes in their respective communities and beyond. That's right. So, Justin, you know, we'll be talking to, you know, tons of leaders and organizations that embrace some of these values. Right. Which is really, you know, this podcast is inspired by a lot of the partners and clients at Verse that you started, that you've you founded. Um, can you share a little bit, tell me a little bit about the experience of how Verse started, what Verse does, who you serve. Just give us a little glimpse besides all the fast round questions that they know you love, Gibsons and <laughs> and what else? Fender? And Fender, yeah. <laughs> well, give us a little glimpse into Verse, into nonprofit world through the lens of Verse. For me, working with nonprofits started back when I was young, when I really kind of found my identity. Um, going through those awkward middle school years, not understanding who I was or what God had really made me to be, um, was one of those very depressing, sad, you know, uh, coming-of-age stories of – Awkward, Very weird middle schooler. Middle school. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was hanging out with a bunch of athletes, like a bunch of kids that you know, families that uh, that that were very into sports, and I wasn't very good at them. Um, and would would try my best to hang, but just didn't really feel it. And mm. when, when when I found the arts, I really connected with with uh, visual arts, graphics. Um, had some mentors who were into graphic design and 
got some opportunities to start playing music with the church band. Um, and just said, man, this is, this seems like this is what I was supposed to do. I got leadership opportunities and said, man, I, I feel like I need to be, you know, using my life to kind of, um, be working inside of the nonprofit space to work with something with this artistic, creative element and people. And I liked it. So that's where it started. Uh, and then I started like looked for degrees and college opportunities. I couldn't really find anything. So I said, well, let's go to school for graphic design. Let's go to seminary and understand theology better. Let's go to school and, uh, and study oil painting and, um, and fine arts, uh, and the design side of things. Um, and let's, let's start digging into things like, um, architecture and, and meanwhile, like apply those all through leadership and working at churches and, and starting to build creative teams and creative, uh, people around me that were better than me, uh, with all the kind of things that I was executing on. Uh, and after about 15 years of doing that, um, I'd found myself, you know, youngest creative director at a mega church, um, had a couple of really successful church growth scenarios where it's like, I, I'm there, we implemented a bunch of strategy and saw a lot of growth. Um, and just found, man, there was a lot more needs than I could fulfill mm. just even at one church. It got a great opportunity to to kind of support the church from outside of the staff position and uh, and started a burst. So that's the, the quick story of how mm. it kind of came to be. And it's a weird thing because um, what I thought was like producing or creating some videos or putting a set together or designing a, a series or um, a lot of the things that like I thought were the creative thing or the job or the work were so tangible to like the uh, a specific skill. And it's like the, the more I've grown, the more I've realized like there's just leading creatives and being a creative has moved a lot more to just complex problem solving. And so those things design in itself is really just like there's a need in solving that that need um, using principles that have been like founded upon and then also breaking those principles when necessary. And you can pretty much take that like men- that thought process and p- apply it to anything, whether it's like making a video. Well, the principle is I need to tell a story. Mm-hmm. The principle is uh, I need to, to convey a, an emotion um, and allow other people to be brought into this story with visuals and with music and with good scripting uh, or not good scripting, but good editing to, to tell a story that's super clear. Um, all the way to like branding and logo side. And and it's like problem solving for an identity that represents an organization really, really well and stands out amongst the competition, stands out amongst the community, you know, um, and the branding elements that take that from just brand to now culture. Um, so anyways, whatever the principle and practice is, we kind of apply the same methodology and it allows us, I think, it's it's grown. The agency just continues to keep growing into to more principles. So we just we hire designers, we hire architects, we hire, um, we make products, we make sets, we make uh, graphics, we make technology, we build tools of technology. We start to modify and and do all sorts of cool things um, just based on that principle of of saying like what's really the need here for these organizations that are coming to us and saying hey well we we want a website or we want this thing or we want help with social media. We're trying to figure out what that really means. And when you step back and you just go, what is the, what's the problem we're really trying mm. to solve? Um, it's a really 
fun practice that you can continue to kind of apply to a bunch of different things. So it's kind of turned into this full service agency with a whole bunch of directors who are better than me at the area, you know, that they're working inside of, uh, and their teams underneath them are a bunch of people who nerd out on that, you know, specific thing. And I'm just, I guess, you know, lead, leading the charge, just trying to find more complex problems to solve, whether it's, you know, figuring out like a pro-life campaign that's going to run across the whole country and go up against Planned Parenthood, um, which is super controversial and uh, chock full of issues when you try to start running ads uh, for something like that. And when you consider the, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that you're, you're going up against, uh, in the competitor side, um, you know, really, really difficult, challenging, uh, problems like that, or, you know, a, a local branding project. Um, just trying to figure out a local brand to fix maybe their bad reputation that they got from previous leadership. You know, now we got new leadership mm-hmm. and we just need to tell the community around us where we got a fresh start. How do we do that? Solve that problem. So it's it's a lot of fun. Just, you know, one thing I've loved seeing um, since we started collaborating is your your desire to not just tackle like the symptoms or the side effects or like low hanging fruit or fix little. Right. But let's tackle the the root issues. Let's tackle. Now it's it's dangerous because that sometimes leaves a lot of some folks are not willing to dig that deep right. for the strategy for the complexity of like let's pull back um but that's been i think key in the success of you know the organizations nonprofits that you've led you've worked with now pillar number two is empowering leaders with knowledge and inspiration which you know we believe it's a catalyst for for really creating lasting change just that knowledge th- that info you've been inside and you've been outside Different perspective. I've, I think Colin and I the same. We've kind of had this different perspective. Drop some wisdom. Drop the mic here on like, what are the biggest differences being on the inside, being on the outside? Perspective. Is there a difference? Talk to me. Great question. I can really only speak to the perspective I've got um, through the lens I have being both inside and outside and how we apply it with Verse. And that is that um, while we work with nonprofits, we don't exclusively work with nonprofits for one reason. And that is that the, the for-profit work that we get the opportunity to work with still has an impact in a humanitarian perspective in the sense that like we're working with a company like Medtronic that is making medical technical devices that are saving lives. It's a superhuman perspective that we approach that to. We have to understand the the hospitalist that we're selling a, a big robotic surgical machine to, right? Um, or we have to understand the doctors that are making a decision to choose this particular device uh, to recommend to their patients over another one. Um, and it, it's it's still just people, and the technical aspects of it are actually way smaller in the, in the problems we're trying to solve for a company like Medtronic. But the scale and the scope of a international campaign, multilingual campaign um, with massive ad spends, it gives our team the flexing of the muscle on big ad spends. It gives our team the flexing of the muscle of solving a new problem and keeping fresh with being able to solve those problems. And I think sometimes inside we get this – we get actually bad data hmm. inside because we don't ever – we're not looking outside. But yet in nonprofits, we often say we're trying to make an impact outside of our organization. Most nonprofits are outward reaching. And the, real, the reality is like if you're trying to reach out and you're trying to engage or connect or, um, or make a change outside of your organization, but you don't ever come outside and you don't really have a great outside perspective of how to best communicate with them, in a bubble, man. you're really at a disadvantage. And so you're handicapped and – 
we talk to a lot of nonprofits who they're at this point where they're like, we're doing X, Y, Z, like this is all really good stuff. And we would agree. But when you look at it from another perspective and you go, do you under even understand that person that you're trying to reach with those ways with, or do you understand um, any of these other factors that we've learned by working maybe with some other systems we've learned by working and thinking differently. Uh, one of the best ones was like just startup technology company that threw me in was like, you got to figure out how to do three times as much work and you don't get the umbrella around you anymore of like, well, we're a nonprofit and we have, we're good people and we all just, we're going to do our best. It's like, this is make or break. Yeah. And that level of pressure that we get on ourselves from the wide variety of clients that we serve, we apply that back so that a nonprofit who does have this nice safe umbrella of like, you know, we'll do the best we can, kind of a, um, I'm air quoting for, mm-hmm. for everybody else. Um, we get to come back and we put that same pressure on ourselves, but they can maintain their community. So in a way, it's like you've taken a bunch of insiders, you've put them into the pressure of the outside and you've given them that information and that pillar of good information. And our our vision is to be able to bring that back and apply in a way that we think is healthy for their team and to support their team uh, in a way that's a really, really unique advantage for them now as a nonprofit. That's one of the most fun things for me is like we get to go through this pain so you don't have to. And uh, when we show up, it's like we feel really good about being able to move the needle really far for your team because we can get past a lot of the stuff you guys are hung up on, whether that's like resources, uh, just access to data, access to that information. They can't hire a lot of the staff we can hire. They can't get access to a lot of the kind of people we can get access to internally because they don't have the budgets for it. But they don't have to hire somebody full-time. They can get that person for four or five hours from us to impact the thing that they need and walk away with all of the gains of it if they would have had to go and hire somebody like that. Oftentimes, that's what most nonprofits need is that little nudge from the outside to push them forward because – but they need the trust of, of an insider to, um, to be able to filter that knowledge in a way that's applicable. Well, this has been part one of our conversation with Justin Price, principal and CEO of Verse Creative. It was simply too good to put it all in one episode. So make sure you subscribe and tune in next time where we're going to continue our discussion on the Nonprofit Manifesto. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the Nonprofit Renaissance. We hope it ignites a renaissance in you and helps you go further and grow faster. Be sure to share, rate, and subscribe. And if you'd like to recommend or be a guest on our show, send us an email at podcast at versecreative.com.